Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, a show exploring how herbs heal as medicine, as food, and through nature connection. I'm your host, Rosalie de la Forêt. I'm an herbalist teacher and the best-selling author of the books Alchemy of Herbs and Wild Remedies. I created this podcast to share trusted herbal wisdom so that you can get the best results when relying on herbs for your health. I love offering up practical knowledge to help you dive deeper into the world of medicinal plants and seasonal living. My goal is that you'll walk away from each episode feeling inspired to start working with herbs in your everyday life. Each episode of the podcast is available on my Herbs with Rosalie YouTube channel, as well as your favorite podcast app. Transcripts and recipes for each episode can be found at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. To get the latest news, as well as fun bonuses, be sure to sign up for my weekly herbal newsletter. Okay, grab your cup of tea. Let's dive in. Today, I'm thrilled to bring you this conversation with Dominique Germain. Dominique is a graduate of the first year Rooted Medicine Circle. Although working full-time as an IT project manager, her true passion is for art, herbalism, and mysticism. Inspired by her work during the Rooted Medicine Circle, she found her authentic spiritual path as the nourishing mystic. Her calling in life is to revive Earth's sacred wisdom of embodied sensual living. Integrating her many years of experience with meditation, divination, and ritual with her love for the Earth and plant spirits, she shares inspirational messages of hope. She believes that by sharing wisdom from the plants, we can heal ourselves and our beloved planet. You can stay connected to her work by subscribing to her YouTube channel, The Nourishing Mystic. Welcome to the Herbs with Rosalie podcast, Dominique. Yes, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be a guest here. Oh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation for multiple reasons. And let's just dive in. I want to hear about your journey into the herbal world and how you found yourself on this path. Yeah, it's been a long, twisty, windy journey. I started out kind of from this place of disconnection, you know, how we sometimes find ourselves in just the cycle of maybe work, school, sleep, repeat. You're just on the grind. You don't really have a sense of a greater purpose or a community and you start to feel disconnected and you start to feel stressed out. And like many people who found herbalism, I had some chronic illnesses as well, you know, relating to that, relating to being stressed out, relating to my digestion, you know, IBS and other digestive problems. And eventually you say enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. You know, I want to have community. I want to have a big group of friends. I want to find some purpose and some connection in life. And it was a real blessing to find, we called it Pagan Pathways Temple, local to my area. And they promoted all sorts of earth-based spiritual paths. So I was able to find a spiritual community and a community that really promoted that sense of connection that I was looking for, of knowing that we're not just living on an island, that we are all connected, that we are connected to the universe and we are connected to nature and to each other. And once you find that, it is so empowering. Like you're able to say, hey, 
I matter, you know, I matter. And so does everyone else. You know, I should focus on healing myself because I'm worth healing. Mm -hmm. And when you find that, you start to think, hey, I'm healing. You know, I want to help support the healing of others. And I want others to kind of see this. And you start exploring. And on my spiritual path, I kept being called to the herbs just in Mm -hmm. small little ways you know there's some magical practices to keep a sachet of herbs under your pillow there's some practices to make a wash and wash your floors you know and see kind of the cleansing powers of sage and the protective powers of lavender and just these little peaks there it all interwove together to just my process and my journey of healing and finding connection and seeing that the herbs they really just transformed my life like it was uh, a kind of a domino effect you know you start with just one thing and then you expand out and then you say okay I want to garden I want to grow my own herbs I want to get outside and somehow it seems like the universe when you make that statement of like i want to heal i want change the universe puts in what i call synchronicities just Mm -hmm. little tips little things that pop out and you find your path and you know you explore and open into more things and honestly that's really you know how i found out about you rosalie is i found first the taste of herbs course and really enjoyed getting in touch with my energetics and with the sense of taste and being able to connect to the herbs on that level and understand them and then found the rooted medicine circle and what surprised me about the rooted medicine circle is how much it is not only herbs but also tied with my spiritual practice and what i wanted out of my spiritual practice you know uh it's not that i follow any specifically labeled belief or religion but this practice of being aware being present recognizing the interdependence between us and plants and you know animals and insects and getting out there and caretaking and having a reciprocal relationship with the plants it was like last year going through the root of Madison circle was a series of transformational aha moments that really brought it all together of like, okay, yes, there's connection and there's care and there's community. And these are some of the most important forces I think that our society really needs today. I have goosebumps. That was just so beautifully said. And I love that from the, just from the outset, you were so, I mean, obviously you were seeking this, but I feel like so fortunate to see that connection between personal health and planetary health and wanting that, you know, yearning for that connection and that deeper possibility. Because many people, and I don't say this in a negative way, but many people start out like they get tired of taking pharmaceutical drugs. And so they think like, what herb can I take instead? Or they're just like not getting satisfactory healthcare, often for chronic things. And so they're looking for something else. But oftentimes in the beginning, it can be that kind of like substitution, like, yeah, like what herb do I take for this ailment is kind of the the classic thing, right? Which is a great place to start because it's often like very motivational, right? Like 
yeah. somebody doesn't feel well and they want something that's going to help them feel better. And for me, we're like, in what you were talking about, like the real like juiciness becomes when we look, you know, it's like we help reach for herbs to help us with ailments, but then like, that's just surface level. Yeah. And there's so much more deeper to those connections and so many ways to bring plants and nature into our house. I like that you mentioned, um, you know, sleep, having herbs with you when you sleep and cleaning. I mean, there's just so many ways to bring them into our life, which makes, I mean, for me personally, it's just been so enriching for my yes. life. It's so much better than like, oh, here's a capsule. I'm just going to swallow that and hope I feel better. You know, like there's just like, there's that superficiality there. That's just, it's just limiting, you know, it's, it's so much fun to dive deeper. I think a lot of people, especially with our modern day society, where we feel again, just kind of like we're on our screens all the time, life kind of starts to feel dull. And when we find herbs and we find all of those different ways to use herbs, they bring more aliveness to life. And I think it's because they bring us more into the present moment, like they engage our senses. So that's that was a major aha moment for me mm-hmm. is like oh being engaging my senses you know being able to smell the herbs taste them really see their beauty even to be outside and hear like the bees buzzing and the birds chirping to feel the plants in our hands like these are all very sensorial experiences and when we engage with herbs and with our senses, it brings us into our body. You know, we're not just trapped in our mind with the ho hum drum. What kind of work do I have to do today? What's my to do list? Oh, here's the stress. Here's this worry, frustration about the future. Da da da. No, we're in the moment. We're feeling this plant. This plant is beautiful. We've now brought beauty into our life. You know, we're in our body in that present moment, and suddenly all the other worries they they go away you know we feel alive like truly alive and that's the deeper blessing of herbs oh that's so true and that's i think one of my probably if i had to name my favoriteest thing about rooted medicine circle it's watching people make that transformation of like you know coming alive at whatever stage people are at i mean some people are like have zero connection to nature and that deepens and some people have you know been on this path for a long time but they there's always a deeper level to go and it is so enriching enlivening feeling alive yeah it reminds me i used to teach this class called the gift of class and kind of the intro to that class is i talked about how we're like a, pu- a push button society like we yeah. use buttons for like everything like buttons wake us up in the morning right our alarm clock goes off we push you know maybe push buttons on their microwave to cook food even like driving is basically pushing buttons or pedals or whatever and it's just our, you know, then many people are pushing buttons all day long at work and just how, like you said, I mean, that becomes this, like, it's easy to disassociate and not feel that richness of life when we're just like going through with the humdrum, as you said, and, and pushing yeah. buttons and, and herbs are, there's many ways to kind of break out of that, but herbs are one way and medicine making is one way because it's so empowering to, to work with these plants that you said so beautifully, sensorial experience and bring them into our lives and, and all these different ways. 
Yeah, and I really feel like that comes down to a root of so many issues that we're seeing in our society today. It's easy when we're on our phones and we're doom scrolling. Like I could spend probably this whole period talking about all the horrible things that are going on in our planet. Like it's very easy to just see all of these things that are going wrong, no matter who you are, or no matter what kind of politics you have, everybody can see like this sense of there's something missing here. There's something that's not quite right about our society today. And I think that's one of the reasons is because we're disconnected. You know, it's so easy just to say, like you said, take a pill for something and go on about our day or even an herbal pill, which again, you don't know the source of that herb. You know, they just took a little constituent part of it, you know, and put it there. You're just disconnected again. And we start to see a cascade of problems. We, you know, we start to see the erosion of the earth, you know, a lack of respect. So we're not connected to ourselves. We're not connected to other people and we're not connected to the planet. And then we see ourselves getting sick and we also see the planet getting sick. And it sometimes feels like we're on a downward spiral. Like again, with the doom and gloom, it's like, oh my gosh, how can we ever fix this? And I think this is one way we are all together fixing this. Like we are refinding that connection. We're finding new ways to care for ourselves and care for the earth, to heal ourselves so that we can help heal others so that they can heal the earth so that we can come together, you know? So I really think that's how we create change. And I like to see, I like to call this, I see it like the dandelion seeds of change, Mm -hmm. where I'm one person blowing the dandelion seeds and they're scattering out. And for me, it may not seem like a big deal. You know, I'm nobody special. I'm not a CEO or anything. But those dandelion seeds are going to travel and plant many more dandelions in other people's yards. And all it takes is one more person to blow the next one and blow the next one. And suddenly we're seeing that wave of change, you know, spread all over the earth. And that's how healing happens. And that's how we can pick ourselves up out of the doom and gloom and say, hey, let's see how nature spreads change. Let's see how nature recovers. Let's learn these lessons. Let's talk about our experiences in nature. And just something simple like that can cascade a wave of positive change that we ourselves, we may never see the effect of those small actions, but they do matter. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is a wave of that's growing and we need to keep adding to that and keep growing. And I feel like 2021 was obviously such a challenging year for so many people. And for me, I had a little bit different experience of 2021, I think because I was constantly being inspired by you all in Rooted Medicine Circle because there was that dandelion seed, you know, the inspiration, people sharing what they were doing. And it was like, I was often getting these doses of inspiration and reminders about how much people care and um, and how important connection, how powerful connection can be on yes. so many different levels. Yeah. Yes, that is amazing. It's just amazing that we could all be in one group for one year, just us regular people connecting with other regular people 
And then we're going out and we're doing extraordinary things like people making their own little herb workshops and herb gatherings and doing herb walks and teaching about herbs. So I know it's like, well, I'm doing things in Detroit, Michigan. We've had other people in Canada doing things, other people in England doing things, people in Australia. And it's like you really start to see those poof, poof, poof in this area, that area where really out there this is really happening we're making a positive difference yeah absolutely spreading like dandelion seeds i I love that visual well i'm excited to talk about cinnamon with you today because i you know leading up to this i've been thinking a lot about cinnamon and how it is easily one of the herbs i work with most for obvious reasons because it's yummy and easy to add to things Um, but it's also wonderful medicine and I'm curious what inspired you to choose cinnamon today. Cinnamon, I decided to go with for our podcast because it's so common and ubiquitous that I had a discussion with my mom on Christmas where she's just like, I just need something very beginner. Like, I don't know where to start with herbs, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who when they hear about herbalism or when they think about herbalists or people who work with herbs, they've got a preconceived notion that it's somebody who maybe has a science background or maybe a crunchy granola type or somebody who's been doing it for 20 years and they just don't know where to start. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure you already use herbs. I'm pretty sure you have, mom, I've seen the cinnamon on your spice rack. It's there. Um, it's there in most of our kitchens in one form or another. Even if you don't have a jar of it yourself, it's probably in a chai spice blend. It's probably in a dessert. It's probably in another drink. It's ubiquitous and it's an herb. So <laughs> you can start there. And what are some of the ways that you like to work with cinnamon? So I really love cinnamon. In the case of my recipe, I used it with food. So using it in baked goods is delicious. It's kind of very, again, it's an easy beginner way to dip your toes into herbs is to take something you make all the time and just try adding cinnamon to it. So if you're normally making pancakes and you use a pancake mix, even out of a box pancake mix or one of those Bisquick shake it pancake mixes, just put a little cinnamon in the mix, like mix it in and see the change to your pancakes. See how it changes the flavor, see how it changes the effects, see how it makes you feel. And I'll do that with oatmeal. I'll do that with waffles. I'll do it even with like meat and chili recipes, you know, add a little bit of cinnamon to it to balance out the flavors and to bring it some warmth. And I love it in tea. So I love chai tea. I love any kind of herbal blend with cinnamon, especially during this time of the year. I am cold constitution type of person. My hands, my feet are constantly cold. I'm always the one that's like to be wrapped up in blankets, you know. So cinnamon is a very supportive herb to keep me warm, um, especially throughout the winter. Yeah, and you, earlier you mentioned like the sensorial aspects of herbalism, which we, you know, you said so beautifully. Sometimes the sensorial things about herbalism aren't great. Like things are really bitter or just, you know, they don't taste good. Uh, that happens. It totally happens. But cinnamon, talk about like something that's just so easy to love. And I feel like part of 
we think about medicine is not just what we take, but how we work with it. And um, I mean, just that, like, I can imagine, you know, like smelling that chai tea, smelling the baked goods with the cinnamon, like all of that, you know, that pleasure and anticipation and enjoyment and enjoying that sensorial experience is so powerful. It's easy to do with cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say it's a good beginner herb. Like it's a good thing if you're just starting out with herbs and you want to try a few things, you want to get adventurous, you want to have that experience try it with cinnamon and it's a fun one for those taste experiments and learning how herbs can have a different effect and a different feeling based on the taste so some people with cinnamon if you add a little bit in you've got a little bit of flavor but then if you add a lot you're kind of talking like red hot gum and you're talking <laughs> spicy and it really hits you so it's fun to actually take some time with cinnamon and explore how it can be mild or how it can really be hot and to take it to the various extremes and see how those different flavors actually have an effect on you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I like that it's a welcoming herb. You know, I will say I, I had an interesting experience with elecampane because I had never tried elecampane before. I never tasted it. So I'm like, well, I just want to taste this herb. Let me put a bunch of it in tea. Um, <laughs> and, you know, did a decoction of elecampane and drank it and was like, Oh my gosh, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not maybe something I'd recommend to somebody who, you know, doesn't have any familiarity or comfort with herbs. I wouldn't just say, hey, do this. I'd say, hey, you know, you you like cinnamon, don't you? How about you explore with that? Yeah, and, that, and you mentioned that it's, you know, warming and spicy. And one thing that's interesting about cinnamon, too, is that it has some moistening qualities. And it's not often that we find herbs that are both warm and moist. And so people often ask, you know, for that particular combination. And cinnamon is such a, a lovely one for that with those kind of interesting energetics as well. And I like how you said try it in different ways. And when you try a decoction of cinnamon, like a cinnamon chips or cinnamon stick, like that mucilaginous stuff really comes out in it so it's, it's a fun thing to experience yeah i'd say it was like my holy grail i was definitely one of those people asking for it because i recognized that i had both a the cold and the dry constitution mm. so having that moistening was also really helpful for me and plus even thinking about not just eating it another thing that came to mind is the simmer pots you know, it's just so good this time of year when the air around here seems very dry because you're probably running the heat in winter to have a pot on the stove with some cinnamon step sticks or some cinnamon chips and maybe add in some cranberries, orange peel, you know, some evergreen like pine leaves, pine needles, and put that simmering on the stove and have the scent of the cinnamon fill the house. And that's... Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful way to enjoy cinnamon. That is. I'm so glad you mentioned that, especially because, you know, there's so many artificial air fresheners these days that are just like, I mean, they give, I'm not like someone who's super sensitive to those things, but in general, I guess, but when it comes to those artificial air fresheners, they give me an instant headache and they're just like nothing compared to the real thing. It's right. just, you know, like a, a substitution, a poor substitution. And that is a wonderful way to enjoy them. 
Yeah, and it's so easy and it's so accessible. I think that's probably one frustration I have is like a, a lot of people right now think of herbs as something as that's inaccessible, something that's inaccessible or something that's expensive or something that's maybe set aside for privileged people. And I'm like, no, this is for everybody. Herbalism is for everybody, you know, no matter who you are, just if you've got a stove and you've got a pot, any kind of pot, you put some cinnamon sticks and water in it, you can enjoy that fragrance, you know, and get into herbalism. I love the cinnamon sticks too. Like there's something about cinnamon that I like whenever I'm like really just like having a good time with cinnamon. I love to just stop and remember like I'm eating a bark right now. Like this is a bark and it's so yummy. I mean, what an amazing bark, really. But it's there's just something kind of romantic about that that comes to me a lot with herbalism. Like it's a bark and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to think about all the gifts that the earth has to offer when we get outside and we really recognize it. You know, like it's so easy, again, when you're in the humdrum of every day to forget about what we can learn from the earth, what the earth has to offer, how amazing some some blessings are. Really, that's the only way I can put it is you go outside and you plant the teeniest, tiniest little seed, you know, some seeds are so tiny, you can't even sow them, you've just kind of got to scatter them out. And somehow out of something so small, we can get something that's medicinal and healing to us, something that's food for insect populations and animal populations, something that can protect our soil, you know, heal the soil. They have so many gifts. And it's like, yeah, this is, this is just a plant. This is just a bark. This is just a root. How does it have so many medicinal effects? How many, how does it have so many emotional effects, you know, emotional balancing as well? So many gifts and things that we can learn from nature. It's, it's mind blowing, honestly, when you really start to dig into it and start to see like, one of my favorite hobbies is to try and look up biomimicry. So seeing how science looks at, you know, the web, the silk of spiders, and uses that to apply to our fabrics and our textiles, how we can learn the trajectory of the bird's flight, and then apply that to our own transportation. It's like, nature really does have everything out there that we need. It's kind of like the earth feels like a self-supporting womb that really is supporting all of us on on the planet, all of humanity. When we start to see that it's a self-sustaining system, an automatic zero waste system that thrives on abundance, like an abundant system that if we got out of the way, earth could provide everything that we need, you know, in terms of food, in terms of keeping the climate balanced for our life and to sustain us. It's, it's really mind blowing, you know, that we could, and in my opinion, should be going outside every day as much as possible to learn all of those lessons, you know, to see how much wisdom is out there and apply it you know again even if you're not an herbalist even if you're just you know maybe you're an accountant you could still go outside 
and learn from the plants and maybe learn some lessons that would change the way you work or the way your whole business works. It's like the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. And before we go outside to learn about nature, we should be well nourished, which is a lead into your recipe that we have to talk about because this recipe is like everything I love about recipes in that it's simple, accessible, you're very conscious it's gluten-free and dairy-free, so open to a lot of people and uh, who might have food sensitivities. And then not only is it also, of course, yummy, which big qualification, I love what you did in the cinnamon in this recipe because it's what I do with cinnamon in my recipes. Oftentimes you find a recipe on the internet, any baked good, it's like always like a teaspoon of cinnamon. Yep. <laughs> um, it's like whatever, whatever the recipe is, I swear it's one teaspoon of cinnamon. It's just like that is the thing that people use. Oh no, this is not, not your recipe. So let me, I'll hand it over to you to talk about your lovely recipe. Yeah, yeah, that's really it. It's just changing up the recipe to a heaping tablespoon of cinnamon. So a tablespoon is three teaspoons or timesing by three, the normal amount of cinnamon. And really just heap that on in there. Like that's really how you're going to get the flavor of cinnamon. Again, that really, I know I'm sensing cinnamon. I know I'm tasting cinnamon. There it is. It's not just falling back into the background like you can tell like these are cinnamon pancakes which is what I wanted and I did want to make it accessible because I again I do have food sensitivities like I cannot have gluten I cannot have dairy I can't have egg whites so I needed to have a recipe that's without that and I tested them and tested the recipe because normally when I'm cooking even when I'm baking which kind of makes me a, a little bit of a terrible baker. I don't really measure things out. I just kind of go with it. So to make this recipe, I had to actually write it all down and <laughs> make sure it worked. And I was like, wow, these came out fluffy. They came out delicious, super moist. So I call it a win. Yes, yummy. And of course, adding cinnamon to baked goods is so wonderful, not only because it tastes good, I feel like I should just mention that it also helps balance people's blood blood sugars, which is something if somebody is like insulin dependent or having issues with that, you have to kind of take notice with cinnamon because it will like make a measurable difference. So uh, always working with an herbal practitioner is the best way to go. But cinnamon is very powerful in that way. And adding that much to a big good is just a fabulous way to just help naturally balance things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I just, I'm just mind blown that it is a tree bark that has so much of that effect. Mm-hmm, absolutely. This message is for the listeners. As you probably know by now, I love to share recipes when we talk about these plants. Recipes are a wonderful way for you to get involved and create your own experience with herbs. It's one thing to hear cool things about cinnamon, but an entirely other thing to form your own relationship with this plant through observing, tending, and tasting. To help you get to know cinnamon more deeply, Dominique is sharing a recipe for gluten-free vegan cinnamon banana pancakes. Yum! You can download your recipe card by visiting herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. There, you'll also find the show notes, including direct links to Dominique's offerings and a transcript of this interview. Well, I'm curious what projects you have going on right now in your life. 
Yeah. So I was really excited to share my Nourishing Mystic YouTube channel. So on this channel, I'm basically sharing devotionals, spiritual insights, wellness advice, you know, the herbal tips and how to's, and just to overall share my journey. So really, it comes from this feeling of purpose and a mission that I want to be someone who is reviving Earth's sacred sacred wisdom of embodied sensuous living. And I, by no means, I, I don't think I'm an expert. You know, again, I'm still very new to herbalism myself, but I feel like by sharing my journey, so sharing my experiences and just things that I'm trying out will help to inspire and motivate other people to say, hey, well, if she can do it, again, she's a regular person just starting out on this path, you know, just trying things out maybe, maybe I can do it too. And, you know, again, can start shifting and making changes that way. So the YouTube channel, a really big project. And along with that, my goal for 2022 is to expand out my herb garden Mm -hmm. and spend more time in, you know, the sit spot practice of going outside and being with the garden. I am going through another course with Saja Papam right now to learn how to build a deeper spirit relationship with the herb spirits. So going outside to the garden, connecting, for example, with my sage plant and just meditating with sage, you know, meditating, um, connecting to the energy of sage and being open and receptive to any wisdom that sage has to share with me and journaling that and also bringing art into it. So art's a huge passion. So I want to get more into drawing the herbs in my garden, drawing them as they grow. Mm -hmm. And maybe someday, transforming those drawings and journaling into a nourishing plants oracle deck and then i get excited and i think about other future projects and things that could come out of this practice like a coloring book or you know an art table book like things like that so we'll see what happens but the first year is really just youtube sharing the experience and going out and being with the plants well, I'm so excited that you're doing your YouTube channel. Like you said, it's the dandelion seeds uh, setting out and sharing in that way. And, um, you know, I'm kind of new with this whole YouTube channel thing too, but I think we're, we're, we both know it takes a lot of work, a lot goes into those things, and but it's such a fun way to share information and get it out there and really, you know, connect with all these folks who are wondering about herbs and and everything else that you're sharing. So I'm so glad you're doing that. And um, and all of your product projects sound really fabulous for 2022. And now that we're, so we're in January, 2022, it's uh, season three of the podcast. So I have a new question for you. I think you're gonna be the first one to answer this question actually for this season. And keeping in mind, we're in the beginning of the year, I thought it'd be interesting to hear you know, something new that you're learning or something that's like kind of, you know, you're excited about finding about plants these days, like what's sparking newness in your life? Yeah, 
Yeah, so I really think the newness is getting more on that spiritual level. So really building that relationship with the plant. So seeing the plant is like kind of what you mentioned earlier, going from the journey of starting out, I definitely were I was that person like, hey, I've got all these digestive problems. What's the herb that's going to fix it? You know, what herb can I use? So it's just a thing that can be used to fix a problem for me. The new thing now is transforming that viewpoint, taking those lessons that I've learned last year and seeing the plant as its own special being, you know, seeing that this plant, you know, it isn't just something for me to to uproot and put in medicine and use for my own benefit. Like it is alive. It has a, a spirit. It has an energy to it. It's connected to the whole life of our planet. It's connected to the mycelium, the whole ecosystem around the plant. So I'm learning to not only observe the plant and know just its constituents, know what it is as a thing, but actually observing the plant and its environment and being with it. And again, just meditating with it and seeing like, okay, what insights and intuition does this plant, you know, pull up? What does this plant have to say to me that I can share with other people? You know, I think they all do have their own messages for us to learn, you know, when we really sit down and listen. So I'm making this year be the year that I sit down and I listen to the plants and learn from them. Hmm. That's beautiful, Dominique. I, I look forward to seeing how that blossoms on your YouTube channel and your sharings. And I think that sounds like a beautiful, a beautiful new thing and a beautiful goal for 2022. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing about cinnamon and thanks for your really yummy recipe. I know the folks are going to love to try that out. And, and thank you for just taking the time to be here with us and, and share all this wisdom with us. Thank you for having me. This has really been such an honor and such a pleasure. Thank you so much. For the listeners, don't forget to head over to herbswithrosaliepodcast.com to get free access to Dominique's recipe for gluten-free vegan cinnamon banana pancakes. Also available are the complete show notes, including the transcript. You can also visit Dominique directly at her YouTube channel, The Nourishing Mystic. I deeply believe that this world needs more herbalists and plant-centered folks. I'm so glad that you're here as part of this herbal community. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me today. I hope you found today's episode helpful. And if you're a new listener, thanks for checking out the show. And don't forget that you can find all the recipes, links, and show notes over at herbswithrosaliepodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe and get updates when new episodes release and even submit your requests for future podcast episodes. The world needs more people who are connected to the earth and the healing gifts of plants. I'm so glad that you're here for this adventure. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Rising Appalachia for the use of their beautiful song, Resilience. Listen to more from Rising Appalachia at risingappalachia.com.